Hey, this is Chris Jericho, and you're listening to the Shout It Out Loud cast. They're going to give you a reason to live, make you feel like you're the king of the mountain. And when it's all said and done, they're going to dance all over your face. Oh, yeah! We got some good-looking girls! Oh, yeah! If you people want a little bit of rock and roll! So you wait to stop laughing right as we're about to record just to throw me off. What? I didn't say anything. <laughs> you going to let me feel free to take it. You want to do it? You got it? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's up there, Kiss Army? It's Tom and Zeus with another episode of Shout It Out Loud cast. Episode 59, we're calling this one Box Set Disc 2. Woo! We spend spend all week thinking of names for these episodes, and that's the best we could come up with. Box Set Disc (laughs) 2. Oh, the creativity is just off the charts here. Somebody guessed this, didn't they? Or maybe. Made a comment about, hey, when are you going to do disc two? Oh, did David, Dan, buddy Dave Zanet the other day. I don't think it was David. I thought it was somebody else that said, hey, I love those. When are you going to do another one? I thought it was David because we, when we did our um, our past episodes post that we do on social yeah. media, it coincidentally, we, it, we posted the uh the episode linked to box set disc one. And I, I'm pretty sure it was David who's like, I can't wait for disc two. So here it is. <laughs> yep, here it is. Um, we were anxious to get to this one. Uh, we had so much fun with the first one, but we have to go back for a second. Tom, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm great, man. Great. Thursday night, shout it out loud, cast. Nothing's bad. Oh, oh, what great. did you do now? You sound oh. like, like Takashi. <laughs> Oh fucking doing. Oh fucking great. Oh fucking great. Oh here we go. Good good luck to you too, Burke. Don't have a fucking chance, nerd. Oh, thank you. Good luck to you too, Burke. Fuck off. Deji, deji. See now, see. Deji, tayo. I have no idea what you're saying, but it's it's oh, very come offensive. On. <laughs> come on. The object is it's a chug of beer. Okay. The object of the race is to complete 20 laps around the track while stopping every lap for a mandatory pit stop, at which time the driver will chug a beer. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, so what's going on? Nothing. Same old, you know, plowing through here, getting ready for this fun episode tonight. That's about it. Nothing. What about you? So more, more, more exciting news happening here at uh, Shout It Out Loudcast. What's going on? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Thanks. It's been a great episode. Talk to you next week, folks. Yeah, it's like the uh, the Barry Gibb talk show. No. No, I <laughs> yeah. didn't. 
No. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Uh, so, um, nice, easy uh, uh, week. Only had to uh, tape an episode last w- Thursday. Throw in a, a bonus episode on uh, Wednesday. And back at it tonight on Thursday. That's right. The podcasting world never rests. Never rests. Yeah. Uh, again, we dropped uh, slided in uh, uh, earlier in the week. We're not going to get into the bonus stuff. But we'll save that for bonus discussions. But uh, last week, previous to that, was V-Day. And we had a fun episode where we came up with, you know, songs for your Valentine. And songs that really wouldn't be a good idea for your Valentine. Obviously, the 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 fun part of this uh, that episode was the not so fun, not so uh, good ideas for your Valentine. Yeah, we got a lot of we got some fun feedback on that, and um, everybody came after us, including our buddy Murph, who oh. everyone everyone's like, you didn't have Burn Bitch Burn on the list, and I was like, honestly, I'll I'll be completely honest with you, it's not that I forgot it, I just thought it was like too too obvious like too much of a layup but i mean maybe we should have included it anyways but yeah that that what that was not in there yeah it's just yeah it's burn bitch burn right you go, yeah i mean so we you know i thought that that we would run away so dance all over your face was the runaway on that was on the polls right that was the runaway winner on the polls yeah and then we got into it with somebody on facebook i believe it was our buddy graham Who's like, ah, you know, I'm not so sure uh, what what Jean's talking about in that episode. I'm like, what the what what do you what do you think he's really dancing on her face? <laughs> like <laughs> he's busting a move. Like um, busting a nut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's he's definitely doing something. And uh I, yeah, we thought that one was up there. A lot of fun other comments. Bang bang you, read my body. Yep. Uh you know, just the inappropriateness of kiss songs. There's a plethora of cho- uh, of choices to be made. Yeah, and the common thread was that about ninety percent of them were all non makeup era, all eighties shit. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, yep. that's that's their wheelhouse of uh, outrageous lyrics and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So that was our last week's episode um what's going on uh in kiss world uh well monday uh this past monday they performed on america's got talent that, that boy's boy. got talent that boy's got talent mm-hmm. and they opened up the show um with rock and roll all night of course <laughs> and of co- and, and, and of course what did we get on social media right away the fucking haters, the misery seekers, the bashers. You know, you well, said you didn't want to get into it. No, no, no. I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I, I said I didn't want to get into something else that we're not oh. going to get into. Uh, we'll talk about this. But so, l- l- if you've listened to this show for a while, you know that we are not kiss apologists. Okay, we love the band, obviously, but you know, we we call it when we see it. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I was a little bit, uh, you know overserved here which i would know i wasn't because it was a monday night gene was singing that did not appear to be lip syncing to me yeah i don't know people I, were I, talking I, about the um the what do you call it there their uh the backing okay maybe but they they, they all appeared to 
actually be singing into the microphones. Okay, because Paul's voice, when Paul would chime in, poor guy, real, real raspy, like struggling. Uh, you, and we've listened to Kiss long enough. You can tell when Gene is singing into the microphone. It did not appear to be lip syncing. I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. I, I have nothing to gain by calling it either way. I'm just calling it the way I saw it, and I was surprised. I'm like, oh shit, Gene looks like he's actually singing into the microphone here. Yeah, um, it's it. it I thought it was pretty cool. It sounded very loud. Gene sounded great on the mic. A lot of blowing up stuff. The confetti going nuts. The crowd seemed to be really into it. Wait, what? What did you say? The crowd. The crowd seems to love this. Seemed to be into it. All right. Come on. Start over. The crowd seemed to love it. Thank you. Jeez, I got to drag it out of you now. (laughs) Okay. Um, And... uh, the and now you threw me off. Um, the crowd seemed to love it. <laughs> they were throwing things at you. Um, and you know, to me, what are they doing? They're promoting the tour. Absolutely. If I saw that performance and I was a casual Kiss fan, I'd be like, "Wow, that looked insane!" Yeah, and they talk. What I would they- say, and that would make me want to go see them. If I'm a casual fan of the band and be like, "Oh, this is the last time. Let's go see them." Yeah, and uh, and they and Paul talked after they 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 pulled him after the after the song ended, they pulled him up, and uh, he said a, a brief thing about the tour and how many play how many shows they've done and how they you know they're rolling ahead and they're going to continue at the end of the road. So he did a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a you know a little promotional little uh, comment there, which I I, I thought that was yeah. interesting because usually they just perform and just wave goodbye and say see you later, you know. Yep. Yep. And um, I don't know. I found it to be interesting. Yeah. Um, now I thought I'll it was be honest a pretty you, good I, performance. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Uh, you can call me a bad Kiss fan if you want. I don't know. I, I don't. I truly don't know if they, if they say anything else. Um. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't see anything else. I don't really give a shit. I mean, no, I don't either because I don't watch that stuff. But yeah, you know. save that for Kiss Kissology Four when it comes out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, anything else? Uh, for Kiss News, not really. I mean, they're obviously taking a little bit of a break to do the uh, America's Got Talent, but I think they're. I think right now that by the time you guys listen to this, they'll be back at it. I believe so. No changes to the set list that I've seen. They're still rolling. People loving David Lee Roth. People posting great pictures and uh, loving the show. So all, all's good in Kiss World. Yeah, and then you know as well there the. the Kiss Cruise, as I said last time, was right. sold out. People joining the wait list. Uh, I think I've got my cabin kind of uh, figured out who I'm uh, the, my cabin mates. Um, I think there's a gentleman that's been responding to our YouTube comments asking for uh, uh, to join in, but that's already done. I can't comment on the YouTube stuff. So if you wanted to comment, find us on our, you know, social media. That's Twitter. That's Facebook. Feel free to reach out to us there more so than YouTube comments. Um, but yeah, it's funny because uh, last week I told you about I. I think I've created a monster. Uh, I told you about <laughs> Carol was uh, sending me stuff. We're all about oh. the overalls and the in the women's female products, and everybody started chiming in and sending us pictures of products. Of female, female piss, pissing utensils. I don't even know what to call well, them. What somebody <laughs> called it, the she we. <laughs> yeah, something. 
<laughs> but and and then so we were dying about that. So she started text, and I got to put them up on our page. She started sending me stuff about this can be your Kiss Cruise cabin wear. And they were like adult one adult adult onesies, like, like diaper pants and shit. What the Dude, these heck? outfits. You know, you know what I think of when I see that, and it's funny because I just watched because. Whenever there's nothing on TV, I always throw on Hulu and I'll just watch a couple Seinfeld episodes. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it it's the episode where George takes all of his dad's clothes yeah, and sells them. And Frank, Frank is like, I, I can't go without my cabana wear. Where's my cabana wear? How can I go on a cruise without my cabana wear? I love those those clothes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to see some of the shit that she was sending me. I saw you. You sent it to oh me. They're, they're like oh. these, like it's like a romper that like a two year old will wear, but a <laughs> but a grown man's wearing it. <laughs> it looked like right out of like a seventies Borat film or something. Oh my god! Uh, I got to put these pictures up. They're fucking ridiculous. Yep. And uh, I think I've created a monster with Kara. She loves to send me these things all about, and it all stemmed from all the. His cup talk. Oh, and we're not going there tonight. It never um, ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I can't laughs> it never ends. It. I can't help it. Um, so um not much else in Kiss News. Ready to go into the episode? Well, one one thing I just want to just cover briefly before we jump in here. So we got a text. I'm sorry, a tweet from uh, a, 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 a fan and a listener who's uh Huge Kiss fan, very interactive with us, Mr. Dave Cranston. And he said, hey, boys, I haven't quite caught all the way up to you, but please, in capital letters, please tell me you guys are planning on doing another round of the non-makeup March Madness next month. Oh, yeah. So, teaser alert. Stay tuned for more on that. But I thought that was interesting timing that Dave uh, is already looking forward to uh, what may be coming out next month. So, yeah, and we're working with Ed over at Click T Shop to give some sort of a prize to the winner. Right. Um, and that is, you know, if you guys were, you know, obviously we were newer last year, didn't have as many followers and listeners. Um, we do a Kiss type uh, March Madness bracket tournament. Last year we did the makeup tournament. This year it's going to be a little bit. Deep cut tournament because it's Very. non makeup. Yep. So we're talking eighty three through ninety six, just about. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna come up with the sixty four songs, seedings and all. We'll put a bracket up. We ask that you guys print them out, submit them, and then we'll score them. And the winner will get some sort of a prize. Yeah, and this and, will definitely uh, this will definitely be a a, a a different fun deep cut bracket because the makeup madness tournament was was awesome. That was oh my god, that was so much fun for everybody. So, but I mean, this is going to be fun, but it's going to be interesting to see who rises to the top in this one. So, well, absolutely. stay tuned. Stay tuned for more information on that as uh, as the, the 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 next few weeks get approach. Yep, yep, and it's going to be a lot of fun coming up. You'll see. Yep. So uh, before we get into disc two of the box set, uh, let's take a little bit of a little bit of a break. Uh, I'm going to go get some bad, bad loving. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. 
Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. And we're back, so uh, don't you hesitate. Let's get into this. <laughs> oh, so when we did the box set, uh, disc one, we talked about the overall box set, the idea, when we got it, how we felt. I don't want to repeat that. No. Um, so we went through the tracks on disc one. We're up to disc two. Yep. We can talk about the cover. Oh now, yeah, we got we yeah we got it. We got to get into the uh, artwork. Yep. And on that, you put a coming soon picture, and people are all thrown off by it. Well, because and and our buddy Heavy Mayo, he's like, uh, "Can I please have a less Im- ambiguous clue?" And I said, "It's tough doing teasers for the box set because." I mean, it's not an album. It's it, it encompasses like an, uh, an era. So I just threw in a live photo of them during the Destroyer tour, just to throw people off and get people wondering what it is. So, um, yep. but yeah, the artwork for this is, um, you know, I got to tell you the this is one of the you. I mean, if you out there listen to us, hopefully you have this box set. If you don't, you need to have this. You talk about a physical product that is a must own. This is it. This is it. Yep. Um, 
So the thing I like about if if we can kind of start backwards, the thing I like about each of the five discs is the back, how it has the band members. And then, um, Oh God, I suck right now as a kiss fan. Cause I can't remember who the fifth face is. I, I thought it was Eric, isn't it? I think it's Eric Carr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. so this one has Paul Stanley with the makeup and all and the track listing. Mm-hmm. And then the front has uh, a really cool, um, action photo of the band kind of looks like an outtake kind of looks like an outtake from like um like the photo sessions for uh you know maybe a live or whatever um it's got paul like in a in a pose you know they're all posing ace gene um paul peter you can barely see him it's got the flames shooting up the flash pots and everything the candelabra really cool and uh disc two encompasses 1975 to 1977 um, and then when you open up the little, um, the CD booklet, you got another really great action photo of the band. Uh, you open it up a little bit more and then there's uh solo shots of each of them all from, uh, that, you know, that destroyer kind of spirit of 76 era, um, you know, timeline for the band. Yeah. The pictures, you want to talk about the photos? Did you mention the photos? All yeah, I did. Side? Yep. Yep. So, go ahead. Which do you have a favorite? I love these four. See, yeah. I always love when it's a four shot of the band. Yep. You got Ace in his smoking guitar, Peter looking cool behind the drums, Paul, I don't know what, you know, just bare chested. That looks like, you know, he's playing uh, in the middle of a song. And then Gene with the drool of blood just about to come down his mouth, right? Yep. I don't, you know what it looks like? It almost looks like, uh, like, early variations of like say say if you're gonna do like an like a if you're gonna redo a live one and do like you know you know how for a live two you get the block photos of each band for the cover like you could almost take these and have them be that you know what i mean cool pictures for sure and then these look like a live covers different versions of a live and then the infamous the infamous empire state building photo shoot right amazing yep awesome It's awesome. And then, you know, Paul's obviously in the back, right? And I I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's the 20 tracks. And we're going to go through those tracks right now. Yep. Um, So they start off, like Tom said, 1975 to 1977. They start off with um, four tracks that are from Alive. Come on and love me, rock bottom, cold gin, watching you. So when we broke down disc one episode, we went through the albums and said, oh, this song is on this, uh, this is played, this is represented, this is, and then some of them we said, oh yeah, it's on disc two for the alive version. So the, the studio version doesn't end up on the box set, but the alive version does. Right. These are for the songs. I four songs are kind of you know legendary on that album i think i think the live version yeah i think for me personally i think these are the four perfect selections you have to have that cold gin in there because it has paul's legendary stage rap about (laughs) you know the taste of alcohol and the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the tequila shit, you know, like how many of you like to drink purple passion? I was talking to somebody backstage before, and somebody was saying you like to drink Zima. <laughs> <laughs> what else did we drink back then? And hey, you like to drink 
molten ice. Oof. Remember how big that was? Yeah, you- Remember we, we were like in college, we were thinking, oh, the more alcohol per beer, that's the type of beer. And that was the new big thing, 5% or something, I used, right? I used to call that shit blackout beer. <laughs> <laughs> All that stuff was a killer. Oh, oh I loved it. Um, but you look at a live, um, you know, I'm thinking about it. The only thing I would consider, I would maybe, I mean, I like nothing to lose. Firehouse live, you know, that's my favorite version. Yep. Um, hundred thousand years. You, I mean, it's kind of got some legendary parts, but you're not putting a ten minute song on here. No, exactly. Um, and then obviously the rock and roll all night version that everybody knows. Uh, you know, whatever. But they, you know, you can think about like, do you want to put that one on, or do you want to put the studio version on? I mean, there's rock and roll. Um, there's different stuff where you can put. Uh, you can consider. Uh, maybe a few other different songs that you think you might want to put in there. Uh, I'm not sure, but you know, uh, I think that's a good selection. There's also the, you know, rock and roll night live is already on disc five. Yeah. So you really, uh, I don't think you should put it on disc two, but yeah. those four songs come on and love me just rocks the live version of rock bottom and the guitar picks up. And then the, you know, Cold Gin, we know how we talked about it And we just recently did Kiss Alive 3 Where we talked about watching you's live version How awesome it sounds I still think the uh, And we both say this actually I think we both think that the uh, Watching you version from uh, The San Francisco concert No, the San Fran Oh oh, yeah, the Winterland Winterland. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely rocks Um, But, you know Great way to start Those four live songs yeah. Then, you, oh ahead. wait, hold on. I was just gonna say, and if you look at it, and and, and they did a good job with the box set because obviously they don't duplicate anything. And like you said earlier, some of the songs they they pick the studio versions, and some they pick the live versions. So if you look at what's on disc one, they kind of were almost locked into these songs because you know they had they had a demo of Strutter, a demo of Deuce, a demo of uh, She, a demo of. Um, hundred thousand years. You know, then they had this, a demo of Firehouse. Then they had all the studio versions of all that. So yeah. they kind of painted themselves in a corner with the selections off of a live, which is fine because these are great. I mean, you you have to have Cold Gin on here, and then the other three songs are three of my all time favorite early Kiss songs. So it's perfect. Yeah, and then we're starting to get into a couple in a row unreleased demos. Let's hear the first one. Thank you. 
Russia hesitate. Thoughts? I love it. I, I loved it the minute I heard it when I bought this box set. The day it came out, I think it's a really, really cool song. Um, you know, I, I think it would have been perfect on maybe Dress to Kill, maybe Rock and Roll Over. You know, like Paul says, it was written after Alive, but before Destroyer. Um, said it didn't it didn't fit the direction that they wanted for Destroyer, but it sounded very much at home on either Dress to Kill or Rock and Roll Over. Um, I love it. I think it's a really cool song. It's it's a song that I'll go out of my way to listen to. I think it's a I think it's a great song. I think it could have easily been a, a hit for them. Yeah, I think I put this on our cookout songs. I think you, I listed I think you it did. something different, right? I think I think maybe you did. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is the demo version. Don't you hesitate? Was written by Paul. Yep. They did this, the next song, Mad Dog, in God of Thunder's demo at Magna Graphic Studios. I see Magna Graphic, and then I see Magna Graphics Studio. I don't know, whatever they call it. Whatever the fuck you guys call it. Um, <laughs> this is a very rare demo in that the fact that the whole band played on the demo. Yeah. And usually they don't. If you look at all the demos that we have, you know, that are legitimately Kiss, that they uh, have, it's always... Paul, unknown guy on drums, and uh, whoever's around in the studio, um, or vice versa with Gene. This had the whole band played, and it's extremely rare. Uh, Gene said it was prepped for Dress to Kill. Then Paul says, you know, it was after Alive, and, and, but before Destroyer. Yep. Um, and he's right, and you're right when you say this fits more Dress to Kill or Rock and Roll Over. Um <laughs> Yeah, it does not fit destroy it. It fits no way. Dress, it fits dress to kill though. I think it's I think it's I think the little I think the groove of it is more dress to kill. It's not as rocking as what's on rock and roll over. Yeah. Like it's it's more it's got the it's got more of a dress to kill vibe for sure. But it's you know, I think it would have been a I, I think it would have been a good song. I mean it's a, it's a it's definitely a little bit more lower key. You know, it doesn't have like a kick ass riff. It's just kind of like a like a nice. I like the bass riff. I like yeah. the bass riff though. Boom, 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 yep. boom. And then which, Gene which says, are, Paul originally wanted horns. What the God. fuck are you doing with horns? Stop. Is this like the Aerosmith part when Aerosmith started putting horns in all their music and stuff? That's, get that shit out of there. No, 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 no horns and kiss. And Gene, uh, and Gene says that uh, it's Paul with the bass. Says Gene said, don't you hesitate. Starts with a signature bass riff that sounds like I came in with it, but it's really Paul. I think he came up with the bass riff. Yeah. Okay. But not not, not played not, it. Not actually playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, know, um, I was having a, I was having a hard time interpreting what Gene meant there, but yeah. Yeah. It's I, I like the guitar solo. Yeah. And then it goes into a nice little the music stop and then a nice little groovy bass. Boom, 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 boom. Yep. And then there's some sort of like croaking sound. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to it again. It's like a croaking sound. It sounds like the predator. <laughs> Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! Get to the chopper! Oh God, predator baby! What did he say? If it bleeds? No, it's no. When he's like, I don't. No, it's like I, I ain't got time to bleed. No, but I thought it says if it bleeds, we can kill it. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Oh. I don't know. Shame on me. I haven't seen Predator in a while. Come oh. on. Come on. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> Come on. Don't bullshit me. <laughs> oh, man. We could do those Arnold Punk things forever. Yes. Um, I'm a big fan of Don't You Hesitate. Yep. Um, let's move on. 
to the next song. Awesome song there by Gene, a demo there, which if your ears are trained to it, that riff may sound familiar, although it's at a different speed. Zeus, you want to uh, talk a little bit about Mad Dog? Yeah, uh, that is from Flaming Youth. Um, So this came in around late 75 after a live. It's written by Gene Simmons. Um, It's got a nice little guitar solo in it. I love the little solo on it. Now, the funny thing is, Ace plays lead guitar, but get this, Gene plays rhythm, guitar, bass, and drums, and <laughs> sings. Yep. Woo! Gene. Um, I thought the guitar is pretty cool in it. Um, you know what I found is interesting in this song? Gene goes in and out of the demon voice within the song. Oh my god. It's totally- Mad dog! Yeah. And then he's like, you got to please her. And yep. then, like, you know, it's his voice, and he does his normal voice. Then he goes back into it. Here's, here's, pro- here's the problem, jerky. I was just about to say, here's the problem, but I jumped into that, of course. So, Gene says when it was time to pick songs that we would record for Destroyer, Ezrin, Bob Ezrin, went through all the demos and in a very kiss like fashion picked out pieces of songs that he thought were interesting. He said he liked the Mad Dog riff, but didn't think much of the song. Eventually, the the riff would become the guitar line that we use throughout Flaming Youth. Look, I know Bob Ezrin is a successful producer. How the fuck do you put Mad Dog on a shelf and be like, nah, Flaming Youth, much better? What the fuck, Bob? Come on, dude. Mad Dog is terrific. This would have been such a great Gene song. I love it. Oh, <laughs> what is... Mad Dog, the boo, the booze, Mad Dog. You've got to please her. <laughs> I, I don't know, but whatever it is, it's better than Flaming Youth will set the world on fire. Come on, Boom. Bob. Boom's Farm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Terrible lyric. I mean, terrible booze yeah, and terrible lyrics. But I like. Um, it. I, I definitely like it. Okay, so. I'm a big fan of that song as well. And that was also done at Magnographic Studios. Then, whoo, something that when this came out, blew us all away. Let's hear it.
Yes, that is the original demo of God of Thunder, written by Paul Stanley. Not Gene, <laughs> and not performed and sung by Gene. This was Paul's song, again at Magna Graphic Studios. Um, Paul did lead guitar, rhythm, and bass. Uh, Gene did just the vocals on this. And then J.R. Smalling did the drums on this. How about that lineup? Well, I'll tell you right now, I'm not going to say that I like this better than the Gene version that we all know and love. I legitimately like this version of the song. I so like do I. The, I. So I, do I. I like the I like the sped up tempo. I love Paul's vocals. The one thing I don't like is that stupid rock and roll <laughs> like that like those whiny like wicked mean, like, Lester like you mean like got a thunder. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's but but I I I like that. Now, I've referenced my son before on this podcast. He's been to a couple Kiss shows with us. So we were in the car one time, and we heard God of Thunder and like the the, the Gene version. And we were talking about it, and I I said I said you know I said Paul wrote this song. This was, this was supposed to be Paul's song. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm going to play it for you. He loves this version. He lo- he loves the fast pace in Paul's lyrics. Now we're so as kiss fans that we've been for our entire life it's almost like impossible to not love the gene version and we do but i'm a huge fan of this version i really am i don't think it's a joke i think it's really i like it i think it's cool yeah the funny thing about god of thunder is i like so many different versions of this song oh yeah live version that i see now 2020 yep the alive 2 version the studio version the uh remember the the whole uh, kind of like um, super group where what do you call it? Did it with like Scott Ian, uh, oh Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie, and a few others did it. Ace yep. played on it. Ace Remember that with him? Yep, like Rock Honors concert, and they did it. That fast up than Tommy Lee, I think fast up tempo version of it. Heavy. Yep. That was sick. I think that I was that. that I, I think that was at those Revolver. Because uh, Revolver magazine used to be like the heavy metal rock magazine. I think they did some. They did like some kind of award show for a while. I might be wrong. Maybe somebody yeah, can correct me. But they, I thought it was that. Called it like Rock Honors and they honored. Yeah, the yeah. And regardless, the song rocks. Different versions of it. This is the stuff that you like. Paul would have made it one way or the other. And whether he was in Kiss with the band or the make, he knows how to get a hit out. Yep. Um, I like that it's fast. The chorus is cheesy, and you know Paul's writing about he's the god of thunder, and and he says something that I couldn't understand the lyrics originally. And I used to say, "Is he saying we'll make love till we bleed?" <laughs> yeah, the like, lyrics, what? Yeah, the lyrics Maybe, are a little different. I don't think I don't think he's saying that, but make love till we bleed, dude. There's a lot of chafing going on if he's making <laughs> love till he bleeds, oh. or she's like, oh, he's banging her when she's like perioding. Oh, oh God! See, here we go again. Here we go again. Oh, here we oh, go there's again. Blood, there's blood everywhere. That's disgusting. Oh. Yeah, it says right here. You've got something about you. You've got something I need. Daughter of Aphrodite, we make love till we bleed. Ew. Yep. <laughs> it reminds me of the story of Peter Chris's book, 
which is the most disgusting story I've ever heard about a rock musician. Bring that it. He said, that he said that during a concert, Gene had just previously eaten out a girl who had her period. And when he was singing the vocals, you could smell it on his breath. That is the most vulgar, disgusting. He is the. He was trying that, to just describe Gene as like the horniest man. Yeah, he would not, fuck fucking okay. girls on their period. He would fuck any race, any size. Dude, big, that's not fat, short, small, anything. That's not even being horny. That's fucking <laughs> disgusting. That is just vile. And you could smell it on his breath. Oh, wretched. <laughs> fucking wretched. <laughs> Brutal. No, the the lyrics are different too, because in, in in the chorus says "God of Thunder and Rock and Roll." The spell you're the spell you're under will take it slowly even more. Yeah, it, yeah, well, it's a little out there. Yeah, uh, you know what I like is Paul telling the story. He's playing this song for the band, and Bob Bob Erskine goes, "Cool, that sounds great." Gene's gonna sing it. Yeah, I love Paul's it. That's like, I know. That, Paul's like, "What the fuck?" And of course, I love. Was, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Paul became upset. He says, it became Gene's signature song, but it, because it's mine, it's gratifying. And I'm like, that's the fucking Paul that he's so competitive. He wants to be like, yeah, you know that song you did? Yeah, that's mine. And you know what Gene could say? And you know that song that everybody knows us for and has played in every fucking stadium around? Guess what? You had nothing to do with it. That's my song, yeah. Rock and Roll All Night, and I sing it every time. So fuck you back. And by oh, the way, yeah. you, know the, you know the biggest hit that this band has ever had? That guy that you called Talentless sang it and wrote it. Fuck yep. you. No, I know. It's true. That, that eats at Paul. You oh, know abs- that oh at no Paul. doubt. No doubt. That, and then he wants to. So this is when you read those liner notes and you read these little these little shots that he takes. Yeah, yeah, that's Gene's signature song. I wrote it. Oh, absolutely. It never ends. Yep. Settle down, Paul. We get it. Yeah, did you have anything else you want to add? Nope. 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 Perfect. Let's let's move on. Ugh. Um <laughs> So, after God of Thunder, they go back into album tracks. So, they go into destroyer tracks. Yep. Next three songs: Great Expectations, Beth, Do You Love Me? Come on, so, you need Great Expectations. You fucking serious? You need this on the box set? Come on, man. Let's move Ugh. on. Let's oh, move on. Stupid. After those three songs, and we're gonna break down what they could have put and what they didn't at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. After that, here we go.
bad loving. That is the demo, obviously, uh, written by Gene Simmons. What's interesting about this? Gene played all the instruments on this demo. Insane. That, 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 um, is, that, that is amazing. Yeah, and you know, and it's no doubt about it. I like it. I mean, obviously, it's calling Doctor Love, but it's it's kind of like I think we talked about it briefly during our White Snake bonus episode. It's almost like it's like two songs in one. It's it's like you know, he it, the 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 verses are calling Doctor Love, and then he shifts gears and goes into the bad bad loving chorus. Um, that's cool. I like it. Um, the lyrics are beyond horrible. Oh God, yeah. Um, the the guitar is. Is pretty decent if it's G. It is, um, yep. but a great riff, and that's the thing. Sometimes Gene can come up with these great riffs, and I, and I, and I love his philosophy. You know, give me that one good crank rather yep. than the the whole bumblebee shit. Yep. Um, yeah, and obviously this became bad. Bad loving becomes. You know, they had those other couple songs we did when we did rock and roll, those demos. Yep. Bad bad loving was in there, and a few others. Uh, Rock and Rolls Royce, I think, was in that. Was that was that one of them too in there? Rock or no, and, Rock and Rolls Royce. Um, don't want was no it? romance. I think it was. Or um, yeah, yeah, there was something. Uh, they're they're very similar type songs of calling Doctor Love. Yeah, I forget which ones they are at this point. But you know, this demo obviously becomes a, a classic. Um, and anything else you want to add to that? No, nope. Okay. Because then becomes the classic that comes on next, and that is the studio version of "Calling Doctor Love" from Rock and Roll Over is on this. Yep, as the twelfth uh, track. The thirteenth track is this. is the Mr. Speed demo written by Paul uh, Stanley and Sean Delaney. Thoughts? Uh, we've talked about this before, about how much we love the studio version and how much we love the demo version. You, you tend to like the demo version a little bit more than me, but I do like it. Um, and I think the interesting thing here is that lead guitar is done by Grammy Award winning producer Bob Kulik. Um, and I think that, I think the big thing that I, that I have come to like about the demo version, 
are those little extra little guitar flourishes that you see kind of some, some of those little riffs that kind of hang around at the end of each uh, verse or chorus that, that aren't in the, uh, the studio version is much tight, tighter, uh, tightly written and tighter, pr- tightly produced. But, uh, this is, this is a cool version. Definitely. Yeah. Paul, um, there's an unknown drummer. Paul does, yep. uh, the rhythm. Bob is the lead guitar. Gene does bass. Um, Paul just says, I know it, uh, I'm not sure who the drummer was on this. I just know it's not Peter. Another one, like you just have to dig that in. Oh, but it's see, not Peter, I know that. But how, but 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 if he's so certain it's not Peter, how then how can he not know who it is? Yeah, ex- I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like it just seems like he's just it's just an attempt for him to Peter. just shit on Peter. <laughs> he just hates Peter. Right, right. Uh, the the guitar is awesome on this. Yeah, I, very I've different. said it before. Mr. Speed's one of my favorite songs. I like this version better. Bob's guitar on this is so much better. It adds more fullness to the, you know, it's still a great riff, but it's kind of boring. The other version, and I love the outro guitar solo in the song. Yeah, Bob just rips. Great version, and I don't care, you know what, you know what's going on in his life and his battles with Paul and Gene and his brother. Bob Kulik deserves so much praise for that fucking version. Just that alone. Never mind his other contributions. Um, Agreed. So, um, after Mr. Speed, we go to a couple studio songs. We'll yeah, go we, we get to, an, we, we, we get an issue here that we're going to bring up, but go ahead. Christine 16 from Love Gun. Hard Luck Woman from Rock and Roll Over. Shock Me from Love Gun. I Stole Your Love from Love Gun. What's your issue? Why is Hard Luck Woman out of order? I don't know. That maybe that, it was I'm, written. Maybe it was I'm, written earlier. No, I mean, I, I I don't look at it as that. I think Christine Sixteen is out of order. I think no, maybe no, no. it's just. Go ahead. Oh, oh, what, oh, what, yeah, that's what I mean. Christine Sixteen and Hard Luck Woman are out of order because this entire box set is in chronological order. Maybe but, Christine Sixteen was written earlier and it was supposed to be on Rock and Roll Over and it didn't. It got pushed to Love Gun. I don't know. Uh, it, says, I, it, it's, it says in the book, taken from Love Gun, released June 30th, 1977. And then the next song, Hard Luck Woman, taken from Rock and Roll Over, released November 11th, 1976. So I don't know if it's a fuck up on their pop, but my OCD is getting very frustrated with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but those are the studio tracks they put on this. Um, the last three are not studio tracks. And the last one is uh, the next one, excuse me, is uh, song number Eighteen. This. In the morning I raise my head And I'm thinking of days gone by And the thing I want out of life Is... Never get away. You can buy it tonight. You can run away. You never know, never thought you could. You can ride, or you know I would. 
sound check, Paul Stanley's song. It's the band. Now, me and you can't listen to I Want You without thinking of a, a certain incident, uh, which people are still gagging about. Uh, but what do you think of this I Want You thrown on this album? Sound check. Look, whenever you get a box set, I always appreciate different things. Demos, unreleased, different, you know, this is interesting. It's not that much different than the studio track, but you can tell that it's not, um, <clears throat> excuse me. You can tell there's a little bit of difference. It just sounds like a live recording, almost like in a club instead of, instead of, instead of a huge arena, but uh band sounds great. I think, um, I love this version. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I love it. So obviously you can tell he's playing an electric guitar, not an acoustic guitar, starting it off. Yep. I think the drums are fantastic. Peter is killing it on the drums on this. Yep. And then you can hear Paul, the beginning of the end of his voice, where how he messed it up at the end of the song. Oh, God. I, 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 I Whatever he's doing, you, that shit that he used to do in all those songs, at the end of those songs, that we'd be like, why the fuck does he do this? Yep. Now, obviously, he can't do it. But, you know, you can hear it towards the end. Um, the band sounds rocking. The sound the, that sounds good. My, this is one of my favorite version, if not my favorite version of this song. Great job. Yeah, and I'm I'm no I'm usually not a huge fan of this song of any version of it, but I do I do like this version. Yeah, of it. same here, same here. Yep. Um, so let's go to another unreleased. Let's hear it. <laughs> by paul stanley tom yeah this is weird because you know so i know some people have some people are better at having their ears trained to pick up little subtleties and differences in songs this one has a very i don't like it it's like a droning um a ringing sound for the guitar that almost sounds like it's almost like it sounds like from it's like kiss alive symphony almost keyboardish where when you listen to it, you can hear the huge difference of it. And, and it's like, it's like a, it's like a, just like a little bit of a guitar, like a, a ringing sound. And I just don't like it. It kind of fucks up the chorus and I, I'm just not digging this version at all. I can see why it's a demo. Yeah. There's no lead. Corf does the drums. Um, Paul said he played the bass on the demo. So he ended up doing it on the album and I could totally see this. Paul was so proud. He said to play this for them. Uh, for the band, look, look, look what I got. 
this song, I will play this for the next 35 years and fly through the crowd like Peter Pan when the song plays. Yep. In the, yeah, yeah it sounds, I, I'll be honest with you. Other than the thing that you're talking about, sounds extreme to the, um, it just, it's missing Ace, but it sounds exa- like almost exactly similar to the album version. He yeah, did yeah, like, and the I- demo. <clears throat> And you can get what he's trying to do. So he says that he tries to do demos almost exactly like from his perspective. This is what I want it to sound like. And I think he comes extremely close. It's not far off from the final track. No. And I, and I think, and I think the fact that there is not a lead guitar on this demo might contribute to what I'm talking about. Um, I mean, it's pretty close to the original. It just has that little subtlety, that little background thing that I just don't like, but um, it's love gun. What's not to what's yeah. not to like, you know? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, it just, you know, it, 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 I I wanted to hear the demo, um, you know, so it's something different. Absolutely, so it's something different. So yep. let's go to the final track, and here it is. Written by Gene Simmons Gene plays the rhythm The bass guitar And the vocals This was written in about 77 Thoughts? What the fuck Gene? What are you doing? What? what, what really? I mean this is Is this just his fucking ego? He's like oh, alright Paul I'll let you put your love gun demo I'll let you put your God of Thunder demo I'll let you do your fucking Don't you hesitate demo Put this piece of garbage On the box set for me please Paul's like, fine, we'll throw it on at the end of the CD at number 20. Well, there's no need for this. This fucking, it's just, this is like something you would do like, you know, this is like I gave my love a, a, a cherry. <laughs> fucking Animal yeah. House shit. I gave my love a cherry that had no stone. I gave my love a chicken that had no bones I gave my love a story that had no end I give sorry Yeah, he says that uh, Gene says this song is very Eagles-like song. That's why it didn't end up on a Kiss record. 
I'm no, like, it, or it up on a, because it didn't it, end up. <laughs> go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it didn't end up on a kiss rag. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> or because it sucks. Right, right. Sorry. Yeah. But it's like very Beatles or the Turtles. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right, right. So happy together. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it's just. It, you know where this would fit in? Along with some of those terrible tracks on his solo album. That, yeah, oh, that's I, where Love is Blind would fit in. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I could see if they, if this, if. You know, obviously this is the demo, but if this was a little bit spruced up and, and produced, this would this would fit on a solo album, definitely. Yep, absolutely agreed. Absolutely, and that is the twentieth song, and that is the album. So, yep. disc two. What do you think? For me, spoiler alert: this is hands down the best disc in the box set for me. Not even close. Hands down, the best. Really? Well, because it's got everything. It's got pretty much everything I love. About, I mean, Come On and Love Me and I Stole Your Love are my two favorite Kiss songs. And it's got both of those. It's got the live version of Come On and Love Me. I love Don't You Hesitate, Mad Dog. Um, all the demos. I, I love all the demos. Shock Me is my favorite Ace song, so that's on here. Christine 16. I, lo- I mean, it, this is almost like a greatest hits album for me. I love it. You throw in those classics plus those demos. This is a this is a, a disc that I listen to a lot. I love it. Disc one versus disc two. What's 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 better? Uh, for me, not even close. Disc two by far. Okay, by far. Um, me, um, I would probably go with. Uh, I would probably go with this one too as well. It's got, you know, I like the different versions of the demos on the box set, but. Um, there's too many duds on the on disc one. Too many, too many of those demos are just. I mean, love is to me. Love is blind is the only dud on this. You're talking about a twenty a twenty track disc that only for me has one throwaway. Whereas on the first one, after you hear some of them once, you never want to hear them again. <laughs> no, and I know, and I mean, you know, and I mean that, you know, I mean that. Seri- I mean, half of disc one is all half just- of them are broken. <laughs> Half of disc one is all basic studio tracks. You know, I mean, the the first half of the disc is all like demos that are pretty much terrible. And then the bottom half of disc one is all straight off the uh, straight off the studio albums. So this does a nice mix. You got you got live stuff, studio stuff, demo. Um, I just think it's it's a well put together disc. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the one thing I want to do now. Yeah. Is let's go through the three albums that this covers, okay, and see what didn't make it from the box that should have been on the box set. All right. Um, All right. So let's go to let's go to Destroyer. Um, DRC is on disc two, the live version. A uh, disc three, the live version is. Yep. Same with King of the Nighttime World. God of Thunder. We have the demo. Great expectations for some reason is fucking on this. Yep. Flaming Youth is not, and neither is Sweet Pain. Shout It Out Loud is on disc five. Yes. The live the version of it. Yep. yep. And um, uh, Do You Love Me is on here. Um, and so is Beth. Uh, Beth. Yep. So only Flaming Youth and Sweet Pain do not make an appearance on the box set. See, and that's, I'm not saying that I love either one of those songs. But I feel like a box set is a place for those songs. Throw in something 
different that people don't hear all the time. You know, I mean, I know you can't, I know that you have to have Beth, but Great Expectations, come on, that fucking song's terrible. I, I would have loved to have had Sweet Pain or Flaming Youth on here over that, you know? Absolutely, Sweet Pain. Yeah. All right, let's go to Rock and Roll Over. Um, I want you, Tom. Um, I want you is obviously on disc uh two. Yep. Uh there is no take me. Which is unbelievable because there's we know that a live version of that exists, but anyways, go ahead. Yeah. Um there is no uh calling Dr. Love is on disc two. Yep. Ladies room, baby driver, nowhere to be found. Ridiculous. Love them, leave them, nowhere to be found. Mr. Speed's got a demo. See you in your dreams. Nowhere to be found. Thank God. Uh, Hard luck woman. Disc two. And then making love. Nowhere to be found, which I am shocked at. Yeah, they, they, um, they, they dropped the ball on uh, rock. They, and roll they, over. They, they, they really dropped the ball on rock and roll over. That is unbelievable. Let's go to love gun, buddy. I stole your love is on there. Um, Christine 16 is on here. No gut love for sale. I know that pisses you off. <laughs> Shock me is on here. Disc two. Tomorrow tonight. No love gun. The demo is on there. Hooligan. No. Almost human. No. Um, I'm pretty sure plaster caster. Doesn't that get on the box set for uh, the unplugged? No, it's not. No, it doesn't. Nope. No. So no. they kind of. So two two of the greatest albums and then, of that. And she, and then she kissed me. No. Yeah. <laughs> Two of the greatest albums of that mid era. They fucking kicked to the curb. Rock and roll over and love gun. I mean, love gun. Love gun got, got rep. I think love gun got rep, good rep, decent representation. Love gun got four songs. Yeah. And six did not make it. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I love love gun, because a lot of those songs are kind of under the radar. They're not beaten into the ground. That's, same thing with, uh, you know, same thing with rock and roll over. Yeah. Versus, you know, Detroit Rock City, Destroyer, King of the Night. I'm like, everything but two songs made it. Yep. Yep. So those are the songs that made it on here. What would I have put? I would have loved to seen Tomorrow Tonight's a great song. Plaster yep. Caster, the unplugged version, would have been great somewhere along the line. Uh, Love Them, Leave Them would be fantastic to hear. And maybe, uh, you know, a rare, like, Baby Driver. There is the uh, I, un- go ahead. I was going to say I would have liked to have seen the live version of Take Me because that's on. Yeah. You wanted the best, you got the yep. best. That and could have easily that, been on. Yeah, and that that song just gets no respect, and that that would have been nice on or to see on here. Now, there are four original songs. Don't you hesitate? Um, uh, Mad Dog. Uh, Mad Dog. Uh, where's the other one? Bad Bad Loving. And also, uh, Love is Blind. Yep. Rank them. Well, Love is Blind is at the bottom. Yep. Um, and then I would put, uh, well, I, I, from the starting from the top, I would put Don't You Hesitate at number one, Mad Dog at number two, Bad Bad Loving, and Love is Blind. Same with me. Yeah, easily. Yep. Okay. Now, those are four original tracks. Yep. Then you've got. Uh, a few or- original demos God of Thunder Right? Yep uh, Mr. Speed um, Love Gun 
Is and that I, and I want you. Well, that's a sound check. So that's on. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's a sound check. Yep. So no, that's on its own. I, we can't rank that. Okay. Um, or we can. Okay, we'll say I want you as a, a different version. Those yeah. four songs. What is your rank them? Oh, Mr. Speed, definitely number one. Okay. Then, uh, then God of Thunder, then Love Gun, and then I want you at the bottom. Okay. Um, I would get it. The only thing is we're very close on everything here, Tom. I would still say Mr. Speed, number one. Yep. Um, I would say God of Thunder, that version is number two. I like that I want you as number okay. three. And, and the Love Gun demo didn't really do anything for me. Yeah. Okay. I just like Love Gun better than I want you, so that'll pretty much always be. It's it. just a different version. It makes me like the song more. Yeah. So no, you're very uh, yep. rare. Yeah, I can um, see that. You know, so that's why I put it up higher. Yep. Um. So that's our breakdown, and then we obviously said that we like this disc two is better than disc one. Oh yeah, by 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 far for me, and you know. The rest of this, when we event, whenever we do get to the discs three, four, and five, there's a lot of interesting shit to talk about with the rest of this box set. I mean, as great as it is, there's some uh, there's some good stuff to 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 coming up for sure. Absolutely, um, we love breaking this thing down. So that was so that was you know what that was fun, buddy. Oh, I love uh, I love picking apart Kiss albums. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who, absolutely. Who, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's move this along. We usually go into a question. Do you have anything? Yeah, we do. So uh, we do. We do. You do. Let's see. All right. I'm going to go to a question that I've been sitting on for a while from our buddy Ed Spangenberg. We brought him up already from Click T Shop. K L I C K T E E S H O P dot com. Click T Shop. Uh, if you're not familiar with Ed and uh, his website, please check it out. He's got amazing Kiss-inspired gear, not to mention some awesome shouted out Loudcast stuff with our very cool logo that Ed himself designed. So Ed has a question here that I thought would be a layup, but now, I don't know. Okay. He says, out of the two of you, who is the bigger Kiss fan and what makes you the bigger fan? Now I used to think it was automatically me because I got have a, I have a Kiss bar in my basement. <laughs> but now Zeus is going on the Kiss cruise, so now I think I'm dead. So it's funny you say that. See, I I and I've seen this on somebody mentioned this earlier uh, somewhere on social media. I saw it. Yeah, it's harder to be a pro like Kiss fanatic as a single guy. Versus a married guy. See, I think it's easier. No, it's the opposite. Dude, no chick wants to walk into my apartment and and see a kiss shrine. They're going to be like, what the fuck is this comic book kiss nerd? I'll give you that. Versus I'm married, honey. This is my thing. This is your thing. And they'll think it's cute. And you can get a couple things and add it to it. You can have kiss bar stools, kiss dolls on the wall if i put a kiss doll on the wall i might as well put a fucking sleep with a hello kitty fucking doll you know i'm not getting shit they're gonna laugh at me and call me a a child in a in a nerd (laughs) oh god almighty so that's actually all 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 very valid points so unfortunately i'd love to hear from people out there 
if they could pick this part up off the episode and discuss it with us, do you feel like if you are single, it's harder to be, you know, have a kiss room, have a kiss stuff? Like, you know, it's well, I, I mean, feel it's it's I easier mean, to be loud and proud as a kiss fan, you know, when you're married. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but you're almost comparing like, you know, almost single guy with a kiss room. It's not like you're like Buffalo Bill and you got a well in your basement. You're fucking, you know, tucking in your dick and friggin' wearing skin. I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but you get my point. Now, I know. I'm just who's a bigger with- fan? There are things that Tommy will come up with or say or he did or he got without me knowing. And I'm like, holy fuck, you are a fucking kiss nerd. But then again, like, I'll do stupid shit and he'll be like, what the fuck did you do? You yeah. make me think like, shit, you don't appreciate the fact you're making fun of me for doing it and vice versa. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> but it, again, and not to get sentimental, this is why we make an awesome team. Yep. We are so different. We have some similarities, but a lot of differences as well. Yep. But there's the mutual respect for our different opinions. You know, we'll give each other fucking jabs here and there about stuff. But if we had the podcast, like, you know, and I'm not going to drop too many names here, like some other podcasts out there that do Kiss Pods. Yeah, Rock Bottom's awesome. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, I do too. Don't you think that's great? Yeah, I do. So what do you think of Shock Me? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I like Shock Me too. Ace is great. Yeah, Ace is great. Yeah, what do you think of this? Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, you think it's awesome? Yeah, I do too. You mean you like, mean you mean you mean like when Chris Farley interviewed Paul McCartney? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time you were in the Beatles? Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's just you know, we we are very different. You have your favorite Gene. I have my favorite Peter. Very uh, different. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I'm loud and proud with the stupid Peter shit that I like. Yeah. And then you'll be loud and proud about stupid shit that you like. And and it, it is what it is, but and it and it gives it, you know, that give and take. It's not boring. It's different. We can have that discussion where we can debate stuff. There's nothing worse than debating music or politics or anything, really. With someone that goes, Yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah True. That, that's cool. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and this is what makes it awesome. So who's a bigger fan? Fuck you. I'm the bigger fan. And then you could say, fuck you. I am. I don't know. I, I would tip my cap to you a little bit in this direction, just because you're going on the kiss cruise and not to mention you're going to the, you go, you're staying again, with, again, I'm single to do it. No, I know. I, I know. I, if you were single like me, you we would have, if I was single like you, we would have already been on our third or fourth kiss cruise. Thank you. There's a difference. Yeah. So, you know, I I feel like that's not really the reason I should be tipping the scales. No, I know what you mean. And, you know, so I have maybe more disposable income about stupid shit that I might be able to do. Or, you know, it's been a pretty rough year, so I want to fucking go out and go to Kiss Cruise. Right. You know, but, you know, then again, you every other time I talk to you, you've got a new vinyl from Kiss. That I'm like, why the fuck do you need 15 fucking vinyls of Love Gun? Why not? (laughs) And then I'll be like, yeah, that's that's what I say. Why not? (laughs) That's so stupid, Tom. Meanwhile, I've gotten every fucking K 
Kiss compilation CD just to have it. Yes. Now, I mean, you know when the CD is so new, you open it up and you still can't take the CD out of its case because yep. you'll never play it. Yep. Yep. That that's what I have. So, yep. and they're not like collector's item. I just want to put it and then throw it in the collection and then never see it again. That's it. No, absolutely. It's tr- absolutely true. It's the same thing with some of my vinyl. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I look at it, then put it in the frigging rack, and there it goes. See you later. Maybe I'll pull it out in fucking year or something. <laughs> but that's what kiss but that's what kiss fans do. I mean, that's what music fans do. It's all about collecting and just enjoying your enjoying your your I guess you call it a hobby. I don't know, but that's the thing. That's what we do. And this is the difference between us and a lot of those fucking misery seekers out there. That which by the way, which yeah, which by the way, they're all fucking liars. They're big loudmouths on social media and you know that they're doing everything that we're doing right now. Oh, just just the common, common, fucking comments all the time. Yeah, it's phony. They started it all over again. Yep. It's just, it's tiring. It's tiring to listen and look at that shit. I don't know. Just move on, buddy. You don't like the band? Why do you have to go on and follow other people talking about the band? Well, And, and, and the, just, thing, the thing is, too, you just, you got to get those people to shut up. Just don't you, you I know it's easier said than done. Just don't respond. They throw out these these comments because they want to get into it with you. Just fucking ignore them without without you feeding into them and responding. They got nowhere to go. They'll go away and fucking hide somewhere else. And they'll go attack some other fucking fandom. Yeah, and the funny thing is, they want to bitch and shit about a band like Kiss. No band gets the interaction in the people like Kiss does. Oh no. I, I agreed. Like that, their fandom is different than everything else. Yep, absolutely. Um, the only, the only other thing I was going to add into to that part is our uh, Stewart is back at it again. Oh God! Did you see his latest where he's bitching about again, fans? You know, being asked to be on it, they need to be given a proper offer. Like, dude, why do you have to fucking um, what do you call it? The uh, the offer. You have yeah. to kind of, uh, you know, state that it has to be a proper. Uh, okay, so what's proper? Who, when do you ever talk about that? Not to mention, you, go not, ahead. not to mention, not to mention, who the fuck is he? He's not the manager of Kiss, or, or he's no. not. I mean, what, uh, dude? Shut up! Stay out of it! Like you're out of it! You're yeah, out like, of it! Go worry about Lizzie Borden or <laughs> fucking sleaze bees or whatever. Just stay out of it. Or better yet. Does he sit there and say, well, you know, Rat is on tour and, uh, you know, I got to make sure like yeah, Warren Demartini gets a proper offer Ugh. to join, you know, Rat to see if that's, you know, a real legitimate, you know, that they're talking about. Why? Who put you the referee? Who, yeah. who said that you have to be there? I don't hear you complaining about whether, you know, uh, Dawkins should have George Lynch. And was he really given a fair offer? You don't give a fuck because you know what? Because Don Dawkins and George Lynch go on your show, so you don't take sides. Oh, right. and you don't, of course, and you don't make comments like that. But it's uh, Paul and Gene and your little uh, little pets there, Ace and Peter. Well, they need to be fuck off. They're not doing shit right now. Take the money and go. Why should they give them anything other than what they deem is fair, not what you think is fair? You know, an, an, another thing I can, if I can bitch about Eddie Trunk for a minute, so we'll kind of bring it local. If, you, if, if yeah, 
So anybody out there that's from the New England area, and Zeus, I'm not sure. I think I, I sent you the text the other day. WAAF in Boston has been sold. Now, WAF in Boston has been like the only real like hard rock alternative metal station that we've had around here for a long time. So to see that go is a huge thing. You know, I know radio is dying, and I know that me and Zeus probably haven't listened to AAF in a hundred years, but just the yep. just the thought of it being gone is a big deal. So of course, Eddie Trunk chimes in on that. And what's the <laughs> first thing he what's the first thing he says? Me. This me, station me. has been in a no. This station has been an affiliate for my show for many years. You can, can you ever not have it be about you? Can you ever have it not be about you? Think of all the bands from Boston that got their music on AF and all that history. Oh, but absolutely. AF in the Boston area is known as being an affiliate for the fucking Stewart show. That's what its claim to fame is. The fucking sandal-wearing, fucking receding hairline, pudgy little Stewart in his favorite band, fucking uh, Lillian Axe. You know, I mean, give me a fucking break. Oh, it's just so aggravating. So aggravating. Yeah, right now, I know it's never going to happen. I would, I would just fucking give anything to just have a sit down with him and pretty much say and say everything we're saying to his face and be like, dude, can you just not be a phony for a minute? Can you just, just, just not, just don't be a fucking phony. Don't be a ball sucking phony for a minute. Uh, he won't see it like that. He no, will see it as that we're suckers buying every, well, you know, if, if Gene is going to sell, you know, the thing where he blows out, what, what do you call it there? The, the uh, fire uh, thing that he oh, yeah, crossed. Yeah. You know, he'll be doing that in every, every song. He'll be breathing fire in Beth if he could sell those. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't making those fucking <laughs> jokes before when you were having Gene on your show. Were you there, fucking Pudgy McGee? Well, no, you know what he can do? Instead, him and fucking D. Snyder can sign a petition to have fucking <laughs> ACDC do the Super Bowl halftime show. You, you two fucking nerds. That's another thing. Look, D. Snyder, I respect you for what you've done in the past. Stop with your change.org online petition to get some metal band play the halftime show with the Super Bowl. It's never going to happen. You look like a dork trying to do it. Just stop. <laughs> fucking these fucking nerds. Just go away. Just Oh, I told you, I told you, I coach high school hockey. I do not get today's youth in the game before the game. They're all listening to like hip hop and dance music. Exactly. Like, like, dude, are you guys going to like dance and break out here? What the fuck? How do you get ready for a game? Listen to this shit. Where's fucking ACDC? Led Zeppelin, Kiss, Aerosmith to get you pumped up. Who's not listening to Metallica or Guns N' Roses? No, you listen to fucking uh, Chance the know. Rapper. <laughs> yeah, fucking Pitbull before I'm going out to the game. I mean, come on. It's just more moronic shit. So that's what today's, you can't change it. And we sound like the old Clint Eastwood, get off my lawn. Exactly. People trying to say like, why aren't you playing ACDC? I used to do it. I fucking realized it ain't changing. Fucking, I moved on. Yep. Same thing with, yeah, D. Snyder. They need to get the original Quiet Riot to be playing the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is so stupid. You, you just look like a fool. Yeah, 
maybe autograph can come out and fucking play. Turn on the ra- turn up the radio. I mean, it's the same people that bitch about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, it's, it should. Yeah, we get it. We un- we get it. It's the same old thing. Yeah, we know that LL Cool J and NWA and Janet Jackson and the Rock and Donna Roll Hall of Fame. Summer and yeah, all we, those other people shouldn't be in there. I know. Yeah, we know. See, now you're going to get me. See, now I don't want to end this episode. I'll fight up. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I get it. It's either, you know what you do? You know how you beat it? Apathy. You just turn it off. You don't pay it any mind. Exactly. Why That's what I'm saying. About the Rock and yep. Roll Fame. Yep. It's not real. It's phony. It's bullshit. It's stupid. It's who will pay us money to fucking put us in there. That's Anyways, it. that's enough. How do people hear more about us bitching all the time, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're on all the social medias. Everybody out there, stay in touch with us. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email. Shout it out loudcast at gmail.com. We love the emails. Um, give us a uh, five star child review, as Zeus likes to say on uh on uh, iTunes, Apple Podcast, Podchaser, um, we're available uh, on all wherever you can imagine a podcast is available. We're there, and we thank Pantheon Podcast Network for that. The Pantio, um, Al De Pantio. <laughs> oh yeah, we're on all the big ones: iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Um, you name Pandora it. Pandora now, Pandora. Yeah, oh, that's right, Pandora. Um, our audio is on YouTube. No video because uh, nobody wants to pay to see us. Um, if you do tell us, maybe we'll do a special sh- private dancer for you. <laughs> <laughs> now it's funny. You said about the five star reviews. So we use chartable and chartable shows us reviews that are not in the U S that we never saw. That's true. Here's an older review from great Britain done about a year ago from Dave one, five, zero, seven, seven, one best kiss podcast available. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it the best Kiss podcast available? Because they love Kiss, but they can also laugh at Kiss. And believe me, there's been a lot to laugh about in the last 40 plus years. You think? Love it. That's perfect. Thank you for whoever wrote that. But yeah, like Zeus said, so because we're in the U.S., when we open up iTunes or Apple Podcasts, we only see U.S. reviews. So we have to go to this other source to to catch uh you know out, out of the out of country uh reviews so uh we appreciate that very much thank you yeah, yeah. so the emails the uh iTunes reviews the podchaser reviews all that stuff is fantastic we'll read them on the air please interact with us send us direct messages on Twitter Facebook Instagram love reading them and yeah. we love interacting with you guys This is a KISS podcast by fans, for the fans, and we will always be an interactive podcast regardless. Uh, We've got a few good, fun episodes coming down the pipeline. Amongst the things, we will be previewing soon. Tom Tom mentioned it in the beginning of the episode. The March, I don't know what we're going to call it, non-makeup, no-makeup madness tournament, which will be uh, getting ready to start unveiling to you guys soon. Keep an eye out for that. Um, and then, you know, again, we uh, we want to uh, thank you guys for listening and being loyal uh, followers and listeners of our show. We greatly appreciate it. And uh, we love you all. Um, with that, Tom, famous last words. Show off where this is. She bites and tell us when she comes out at night. Hey, mister. Why don't you tell us about it?
Hey, mister, tell us about Mad Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Well, mine, I told you when when we previewed this album that these lyrics are fucking terrible. You know, there's always, you know, log in your fireplace, bad type lyrics. This is just third grade rhyme lyrics. Listen to this beauty. You try to fool everyone you know. Baby, baby, you know them. I know. So I'm rhyming no and no again. I'll never believe you. You won't bring me down. You won't make me feel like a clown. (laughs) And your rhymes won't be so corny. What the the fuck fuck was that, that? dude? Brutal. Bad loving. Oh, my God. These lyrics are horrible. That being said, Tom, thank you. Kiss Army, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Peace out, Girl Scout. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.